Welcome back, everyone. It's episode 48 of Murphy's Law. This is Charles Murphy hanging out, as always, with Charles Villanueva. Um, we are, I don't know how many days, weeks, nights, or months into uh, COVID-19. Uh, it, it has been a long time, but the good news is we have what's probably our first news-heavy podcast episode in quite a few weeks. Um, before we get into that, I'm going to check in with Charles and see how he's doing. How are you doing today, Charles? I'm doing good. I am still reeling over my excitement for that new fucking Mortal Kombat DLC that they, they unveiled today. Uh, we're getting... MK fans are going to get some, some freebies when, at the end of the month when they update with some new fatalities, new friendships, new, new, um, new stages, actually. So I'm pretty excited for that, and I can't wait to get that new dlc that's awesome i didn't even know that had come out i hadn't hadn't paid attention i've been kind of uh had my head wrapped around all this marvel news that we that broke um last night and then even this morning before we started recording so it's uh it's wednesday morning here in michigan and right before we uh, went on the air we got some more news about another upcoming marvel project which is really cool so we're excited to uh to actually have news to talk about um and and this week has been pretty heavy news marvel and star wars so we've got we've got quite a bit going on so um i don't know charles let's dive in where do you want to start well we got to start with the i guess the 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 breaking one um from mcu direct from rpk actually uh it's basically saying that marvel studios is developing a ghostwriter project for the mcu i guess that cancellation of the the gabriel gabriel luna hulu series was very timely because I remember a couple of months back, we also heard that Kevin Feige was indeed sort of interested in the project. Well, now we finally know that it's it's being developed. It's unclear if it's going to be um, a film or a series. But personally, I'm hedging my bets on a film because I think these a character like Ghost Rider deserves to be in a film. It's a very expensive project to do. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. sort of did the, the Robbie Race Ghost Rider pretty well. As far as as the effects go, but I mean, we only got like him flaming on like a minute per episode. So if they're gonna do a fucking a new Ghost Rider, they, they better do it as a film. But you know, what do you think about this project? Which Ghost Rider are you expecting? Do you want to see Danny Ketch or you want to see Johnny Blaze the classic? Um, do you want to see a film or a series? Like, what's your take on this? I when I think about it, when I think about Ghost Rider, and I, it's been a while since I've read a lot of Ghost Rider, but when I was a kid, I think. You know, like I'm a 13, 14, 15 year old boy. I was, I loved Ghost Rider. Um, I loved the look. I loved like the the metal edge to it, the way they were writing it then. Um, so I think I'm excited about the character um, being being brought into the MCU in, in, in whatever way. Um, I think the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ghost Rider, I just don't think the character got enough attention, honestly. Like I think there's, he's such a cool character. I don't think he belongs as as a supporting character somewhere else, right? There's just so much, yeah. so much story to tell with Ghost Rider, um, and because of that, like I would, I would rather see a series if it's a Disney Plus series where they're going to big budget it, like we know they did with like WandaVision, for instance. Um, and the reason I'd want to see it as a series is because I would love to see, you know, six hours of of a story being told. I think there's so many cool supporting characters in Ghost Rider's world. Um, and I think, you know, it's, he's a, obviously it's a legacy character. There's been more than one. Um, and I think we've talked about this before. I have a hard, in, in a different sense, I have a hard time with them 
skipping around with the legacy characters, right? Like it worked with Ant-Man. They got lucky and it worked out great that they skipped straight to Scott Lang. Um, but at least we get a little bit of Hank and a little bit of backstory. Um, but if I had it my way, I would have started with Hank. And then they skipped over Marvel and they skipped over uh, Monica Rambeau to go straight to making Carol Captain Marvel. And I think you lose something in those other characters when you do that. So I'd like to see it start with Johnny um, and and build into I, I love the relationship between Johnny and Danny and and kind of those stories where they're both um, they really antagonize each other, even though they're brothers. Right. They're not. They're not ever uh, working on the same page, even though they're working to the same end. And so I would like to see it start with Johnny and and go that route and have uh, have Danny in there. And I think it's I think there's some interesting things that, that can be done um, via a series. But he is such a such a huge iconic character. I could see him wanting to run him out for a film as well. I think that I mean, either way is fine with me and I get it. But I'd, I'd prefer the series. Oh, well, well for, for me, I kind of. I actually read the Jason Aaron Ghostwriter on pretty recently, and it's I kind of like some of it. Um, I like some of the parts with uh, with Danny and and um, Johnny. Just just the fact that I found out recently that they were retcon to be brothers, which fucking blew my mind because you know for the first for the most part in the '90s, these characters were sort of treated separately. So to see them tie them together in that manner was very surprising to me. Um, I was sort of out of the loop for that, but I, I guess looking if if you wanna do Ghost Rider really differently than the Nick Cage one, I think you gotta you gotta switch things up. Um, the, the the Nick Cage Ghost Rider gave us a taste on, on what a Ghost Rider starring Johnny Blaze solely could be, and you know it's kind of I, I I'd like to see something different. Maybe they could sort of combine both. Maybe they could have both both brothers in the same movie, and maybe the conflict of of them sort of battling who's going to be the Ghost Rider could be sort of the the crux of the movie. I don't know, but you know, I I I definitely want to see something different. I mean, just on visuals alone, I kind of like Danny's motorcycle better than yeah the, the classic Johnny Blaze one. I kind of like the cool weird ass skull looking motorcycle Danny has. So there's that. Um, I also saw someone brought up the prospect of seeing the female Ghost Rider. Um, I forgot what her name is. Like, it's something like Alexandra Jones or something. Um, I actually haven't read that. But, you know, again, they got to do something different, which I'm sure they're going to do for something like Fantastic Four, a property we've seen a previous film of. So uh, the, the sky's the limit. But, yeah, I'm, I'm hedging on something different that we haven't seen for, for a cinematic take on Ghost Rider. Yeah, it's got it's got to be um, miles apart from the cage stuff, and you know, like the cage films are are campy and and um, you know people don't love them, but at least they try to pay homage to the character a little bit, right? And you get that yeah. real like that crazy scene where uh, Cage is transforming like into the skull, and he's screaming and he's in pain, but he's also laughing. Like I, I yeah, I enjoyed that when when I watched it, but um, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be miles and miles apart from that, whatever it, whatever that means, um, you know. And I guess we'll see we'll see how it goes. And I think the theme here with all these projects that we're about to talk about is um, this is in development. Things are obviously still shut down, and this is cool that we find out that Marvel is still looking to the future and still working on things. But I think the theme here is you got to be patient. Like we don't know when this is going to film. Um, any any production grids that would come out that would have dates on them you can't pretend they're going to be right, you know, so we have to be patient and 
we have to also remember like a lot of things get put into production that never see the light of day. So, or in, in they, they start working on them. Right. And so you just have to be, have to be patient and have to understand that just because these projects are in development doesn't necessarily mean they'll ever go into production, I guess, is the way I want to put that. So it's exciting. It's new news, but also like for your expectations a little bit, it might be a while. Yeah, I mean, currently on Twitter, you've been sort of blowing up with a uh, with fucking, uh, you've been inundated with questions like that about, Oh, when is this going to happen? I thought they were fucking finished filming. What the fuck are you talking about? Which is it's pretty hilarious seeing you fucking freak out over fucking questions like that. Yeah, those and those questions, I think, come from a place where people are really frustrated, right? They, they miss these things. They want them to happen. But the reality is, is that there's no set timetable yet. Um, and I think people have to have to understand that. And we, you know, just because... WandaVision was supposed to come out in December and Falcon was supposed to come out in August. That doesn't mean anything. And I think people are, are really grasping at straws and, and, and taking any little detail and running with it. Like the, the shows aren't done. Sure. Some episodes are in post-production. I guarantee you that episode one of WandaVision might, you know, is probably almost done. They could probably air it next week. They're not going to, but I can also tell you that like parts of the early uh, episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier they were still shooting scenes for those when they were in Prague. So they weren't done. So they can't do post-production on those episodes. But I think people just need to understand how fluid this is, how dynamic it is. People want it to be like a black and white answer. And there's so much gray area here. You have to be, you have to be able to exercise some patience and use a little common sense. Well, I guess we can move on to the next topic. Um, another story came out last night about a new Marvel property that we, I guess we heard about a couple of months back. An Ironheart movie is being developed is it a movie or is it a series um i think with this one i think we're getting a series but i'm not sure um like i've seen like i've seen evidence with my eyes that this is a real thing so that's why i last night was able to um hop on twitter and support the scoops these came from um thomas pleto and and uh vicky de pledge uh who have jumped ship from gww and gone to write don't remember where but they're writing somewhere else i think it's called cinema spot the um, new Ironheart. We heard about um, the screenwriter that was that was working on it a couple of months back. I remember freaking out that oh shit they're doing this, and then we hear that oh it's not a Marvel commission. So you know, who knows if there's any connection with that? I personally haven't actually read any comics starring Ironheart. I I've heard about you know the the drastic opinions of of people saying that it was terrible. It was very it was very pandering. I've also heard. Some opinion saying it was actually good, so I'm not. I don't know who to fucking listen to. Um, so I defer to you. Have you read um, any Ironheart comics, and is she a character we should look out for? I think the uh, the thing that people are frustrated with, at least from the tweets that I've been reading, and and I'm not trying to gauge the the general populace who I don't know why they're frustrated. The tweets I've been reading, people seem to be aggravated at seeing another. Um, they already see that Spider Man is like Iron Man Junior. And I don't agree with that. And now they're saying like, oh, great, another Iron Man Jr. character. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I understand like she is in the comic. She is sort of like the spiritual successor to Tony. She's a genius. She can build stuff on her own. And, um, you know, in that sense, she's she's sort of like a legacy character to Tony. Um, but then she's she's not right. She's got her own different set of circumstances. She's got her own, you know, she's young. She's got all these um, other issues going on. And so she's she's a, a lot of different things that Tony isn't, even though she does have a lot of similarities to him. Um, I've always found her to be 
um, a, a great character in in like a team up book, like in Champions. I have never gotten into any of her solo series. Like I've started reading them, and I guess, and that's always just like you know, to me, that's the fault of the writers and the creative team. They didn't didn't ever hook me. Um, so I, I guess I see why people are like, oh, great, another another armored character when we could be doing, you know, un- they could be spending time developing another character. But I think the other side of this is like she. Um, the character is important to a lot of people. She represents, um, a more modern version uh, of a character that people are going to attach themselves to, right? She grows up in Chicago under these really rough circumstances and she still finds a way to pull herself up and, and, and make herself, uh, a hero. Right. And so I think people are going to be drawn to that as well. Uh, but I do, I do think it's a TV series, I think mm. was the idea. Who knows, like, as you mentioned earlier, who knows when this is actually happening. As far as we know, it's just some of the grids came out sort of indicating that this is happening. But, you know, like you said, these things are fluid. Anything can change, including this sort of th- this new, new information on um, a sword series that is going to be based on Secret Invasion. Last January, you heard from Bleeding Cool out of all places that the event was sort of being looked at as a series. I mean, we talked about it in, in the episode that came out that week of, of how it could happen. But I guess at this point, um, some more and more reliable people are saying that it is happening. It's going to be a, sort of a sword series revolving around Secret Invasion that will sort of lead into Captain Marvel 2. We, we've talked about in, 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 in detail how we sort of expect a Secret Invasion event could happen in the MCU, you have the good idea of of making the secret invasion not just about the Skrulls, but also the Kree, which I think is fucking brilliant. But now that we're hearing more concrete information on, on this event possibly happening, and as a series, how do you think this is going to play out? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's interesting to think about them doing this as a series. Um, I, I just, I don't even know I've been trying to wrap my head around this since last night. I don't even know what it's going to be, but I just think there's so many characters to introduce um, to get the comic book secret invasion storyline going. I don't even mean Spider-Woman or, or any of the Avengers. I mean, there are some key scrolls that we've never met, right? Like we don't, we've never met Emperor Doric. We've never met uh, any, any of these big scroll characters. So there's, there's a lot of people, a lot of characters we'd need to move it forward. So maybe that's why it's a TV series. Maybe they're using that time to develop, um, you know, a core group of scrolls that we're going to meet or something. I'm not sure how that, how that's going to play out. And I guess it sort of lines up with the report that, you know, Captain Marvel 2 is going to be a sort of the, the platform for the next sort of big Avengers happening. So, you know, if this is going to lead up, if you get like six episodes of secret invasion, a lot of alien intrigue and whatnot, then I guess when it comes to when Captain Marvel comes out, everyone's sort of primed and prepped for what is to happen. This big scale invasion. Uh, I mean, who knows what ends up being scrolled? Like you said, you know, it's, so it's it's gonna be hard to sort of stay faithful to to the the actual source material. But again, the MCT was has done a great job in sort of straying from the source material, but at the same time, staying faithful to its sort of essence. As we've seen with um, Infinity War and um, Civil War, so there's that. Uh, I guess we can move on to this another this this huge. Well, to us, it's huge. We were just talking about before we recorded this big Shang Chi plot. 
detailed revelation from fandom where we have some some new details on on the characters and sort of their 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 take on it, the backstory. Um, what we have here is um, the identity of uh, Aquafina's character. She is purported to be playing Fa Lo Sui, who, according to Phantom Wire, is going to be the Mandarin's daughter and a potential love interest for Shang-Chi. Um, it says here that they're going to address, obviously, the events of, of uh, that Iron Man 3 twist that everyone hated, which we actually loved. Um, yeah. Who knows if Trevor shows up? What we're banking on Trevor showing up? It'd be weird if Trevor doesn't show up. Maybe this is where we see Trevor die for real <laughs> at the end of the real Mandarin. So there's that That's the opening um, scene. Yeah, the opening scene, just a, a big fuck you to Iron Man 3. <laughs> but I guess the biggest thing here is um, uh, the report is saying that Shang-Chi is going to have some powers that, that isn't normally associated with the, with, a, with a classic Shang-Chi character. It says here that uh, Shang-Chi's special power is that he's going to be able to duplicate himself while fighting and we sort of talked about this um briefly before recording that no i personally don't think they're gonna give shang chi some jamie madrox multiple man powers i i think it's gonna be more of like a depiction of how he fights in that you know he's just so fucking good at martial arts that you know it's it's like fighting 10 people at the same time i think they're gonna sort of depict that visually but I don't know. I mean, you sort of tried to line it up with some of the stuff you've heard from the grids and some of you, some of the stuff you've heard behind the scenes. Overall, what do you, what do you think about this new rumor from Fandom Wire? Yeah, I think I think the idea that um, I know Aquafina isn't playing Liko Wu, um, so so that's one female character that we that we know is is off. So I I can uh, I can buy the idea that that who that's who she's playing. Um, it, it's hard to keep track of if Shang Chi is supposed to be the Mandarin son or if he's just supposed to be some guy. So, right. or if, it's, if it's his, if he's the Mandarin son, is this like some weird Luke and Leia thing where they don't know that they're brother and sister? Um, yeah, I don't know. And I, but it does, you know, I it doesn't it doesn't conflict with anything that I have heard. I can put it that way. Um, mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it necessarily lines up with things I've heard, but it certainly isn't in, in conflict with anything. I, I don't like the idea of giving these powers to Shang-Chi in this movie. Um, they were cool in the comics for the time that they lasted. Um, but I'm, I haven't been a huge fan of, um, of that idea. I just, I love the idea of him being just a person who can hold his own against all these other, you know, powered people because he's such a good fighter. Um, so I would, I would just rather see that, right? Like just rather see him just beat everybody's ass because he's so skilled and he's worked so hard. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I would like that part to not be true, I guess. Well, according to the report, um, as far as the Mandarin connection goes, um, Shang-Chi is allegedly going to be part of a special orphanage run by the Mandarin and that, you know, a lot of, a lot of these kids in the, in the orphanage are being trained for this tournament we've been hearing about this sort of the mcu's version of mortal Kombat, and you know the prize being the 10 rings which i mean obviously it's for it's for the mandarin to have and not for any of the kids he's training so uh, i guess that's sort of them sort of um tying shang chi's childhood back to a supervillain. obviously fu manchu for the longest time has been his dad in the comics but obviously the rights and all 
they have to change that so they this one they're sort of gonna make it the mandarin in a way so if they're gonna do the luke and leia thing it'll be by i guess by adoption which i guess it's still kind of fucking weird you know having adopted siblings be potential love interest yeah i i don't know how how uh <laughs> tough to to process that i guess it's i guess we'll see and i think you know we did talk about this this came out uh a week or so ago um we saw some some uh, set video with some 2020 sprayed in the background, and some people made, right, some, yeah. made some noise out of that, right? That this was going to happen in between um, the beginning of an, or the end of Infinity War and the five-year jump in Endgame. Um, you know, and I, I, I'm just really curious about that, too. Like, how, how does the setting, when is this happening, going to um, impact that story as well? I think that's really important to, to for me at least, is... Is this like is Shang Chi the hero that is developed during this during this five year jump, or is this post the five? I think that's actually a really important piece of the puzzle. I think it might be to Ironheart too. I know a lot of people are having a hard time because um, they know that like Tony should have some role in Ironheart, and so they're like, well, we can't do that. She, he's dead. Well, she could certainly have. Um, this could have taken place in between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty three, or whatever the time jump was there. So. Um, yeah, I, I think it's all pretty interesting to see how how all these scoops and rumors and, and leaks and all this stuff tie together with Shang-Chi because, my God, we've heard, you know, a dozen different stories, right? It, it's always nice to look back at how rumors line up with what ends up being on screen. Um, for the Endgame, I, I wrote like a very extensive article on all the stuff we've heard and all the stuff that ended up on screen and how mm-hmm. they sort of, you know, do they tie in with the, with, with the theory we thought initially? Like, we saw those those set photos of uh, the 40s cars in Endgame. And obviously we yeah. didn't know that was the actually final, that was the fucking final scene of the movie. We didn't know how that was going to tie in, but it was nice to revisit how how it all works out together. I guess that does it for some of the Marvel stuff this week. Um, Star Wars, on the other hand, had a very big sort of get with, with Taika Waititi when it was announced that Taika was going to do um, a Star Wars film. You know, after him shitting on, you know, Couple of, a couple of years back, uh, Star, uh, Taika Waititi shitted on Lucasfilm for giving um, the solo film a hard time because, you know, the directors parted ways. And a fan asked Taika, Taika, would you be interested in doing a Star Wars film? He fucking hilariously replied, no, I like films that I can finish, LOL. And, you know, <laughs> now he's, 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 he's up to do one. And, you know, after this, the success of The Mandalorian, a lot of people loved IG-88, the droid he played, and obviously Taika is a very, very likable guy. Regardless if you like his direct, his 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 director stuff and whatnot, but you know Taika's going to be part of it. Are you excited? Yeah, I think this one goes all the way back. I looked this up. This was like in January. This was rumored, right, that he was um, kind of circling it, and they and they made these big announcements on on Monday, May the fourth, for like you know Star Wars Day there, which is pretty cool. Uh, they they at least that was something that was nice for us to have like an, a whole day of, of news kind of trickling out. But yeah, I'm excited. Um, Taika doesn't seem super divisive to me, but I know there's a small segment of people out there who don't like him. They don't like his sense of humor. Um, I couldn't be any further from that. Like I love the guy's sense of humor. I love um, his willingness to deconstruct stuff and, and kind of go his own way, which he did like <laughs> physically did in 
in Thor, right? Like in, in Ragnarok, he was like, fuck all this stuff that came before. Watch me kill everybody and rip apart everything that you thought you knew. Like, I love that boldness that he has. So I'm I'm really excited because what I I would I think Star Wars really needs to head in a different direction um, with some of what's been going on here. These last three saga films uh, they just didn't none of them really landed for me, honestly, like they 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 are not films i like look forward to rewatching or that i get into like i did um the original trilogy and even like the the last two films of the prequel trilogy so i think that taika is like the, a really good uh start to that to giving somebody some some creative freedom and letting them go nuts with it i think it it's very exciting and i look forward to it yeah i am curious what this film is going to be about because i don't think they they revealed it in the press release obviously um, I don't know if you heard about the big sort of story event Lucasfilm story group is planning about the the old republic, um, the high republic rather. Uh, so I wonder if it's gonna tie in there. I wonder if all these projects following um, the rise of Skywalker are just gonna be solely about the high republic, the two hundred years before Episode One. Uh, obviously, I'm I'm kind of in the mood for more Western Mandalorians grimy scummy stuff from that side of the star wars universe and i feel like taika is a great fit for that just for how fucking deranged his humor is so yeah. i'm I'm so, sort of expecting that but anyway moving on to the other side of star wars news you got a scoop confirmed this week when Peyton reed confirmed his involvement with the mandalorian much to the, to the dismay of your haters <laughs> yeah that was that's a great uh, a great way to have your scoop confirmed for Peyton to just come out and show his director's chair. And and that's one that, um, you know, we if you remember, we first got that news like back in February and we kind of sat on it and we dug around and tried to find more confirmation. I couldn't find anybody to confirm it. And they had kept it, you know, really, really on the down low. Um, and, and so we finally ran that out in the beginning of March and we never heard a word. What was interesting, though, at the time, if you remember, like literally the day before we recorded, there had been another rumor about people directing that got shot down. Like people came out online and said, oh, no, yeah. is, we didn't do this. And and so what I what was kind of comforting for me was like we got that rumor out there and we didn't hear a peep. It was crickets. Nobody came out shooting down that rumor which which felt really good because that that to me was in that time that where all that other stuff was happening was all the confirmation I needed. Um, and but it was great to have Peyton come out and, and confirm it. Yeah, that was really, really cool. Um, that's I thought that was a big scoop at the time. Like I, I said on Twitter the other day, nobody read it um, like comparatively. Like I had a one of the Hawkeye exclusives that I ran 52,000 people read the Peyton Reed one, like 3000 people read. So I don't know if people people didn't know it was out there and people missed it. But, yeah, it's really cool. And uh, I think one of the things to remember is the genesis of of Peyton um, getting on board here was like he visited season one of The Mandalorian. He visited the set and there was that great picture of him and Favreau and Taika um, all kind of hanging out. And I guarantee you that's where these this these discussions started and where his um, eventual directorship started uh started to take place i think james mangold was one of the people who fucking shot that that rumor yep, it was. down the yeah, but i mean we're getting 
Robert Rodriguez, we're getting Taika. Is there anyone else who confirmed their involvement with the Mandalorian this week? With Mando this week, I don't know. I don't know if I saw anything else. Um, I know that in that same scoop, we said that we heard Taika was doing some work on it. And somebody in one of the articles I read, somebody said that they knew that he he said he was not doing anything on it. I don't think we said he was directing anything. I think we said that he was just going to do some more work. And we weren't sure if that meant producing, directing, or even reprising his role. So, um, but I haven't heard anything. Nothing else is at least jumping in, into mind here. Well, I mean, it's, it's always nice to hear someone from the MCU family move over to the Star Wars one. I mean, God knows how fucking successful the MCU has become and Star Wars could use a little bit of the, that kind of success now so I'm not surprised that they're getting someone like Peyton Reed to help helm the Mandalorian yeah and I think there's like a and, and I, again I think it's like a vocal minority but I see these people who like are anti-Peyton Reed because they think the Ant-Man movies suck I don't know what movies they're watching if they think the Ant-Man movies <laughs> suck like the Ant-Man movies are exactly what they're supposed to be they, are, they, are, yeah. they were always there to break up the big chunks of action that were happening to, to reset and tell these like really important personal stories. And I, I thought I, I enjoy both of them. Like they're, they're on my, they're not maybe the best films that were made, but they're certainly rewatchable and, and they're enjoyable. And I think obviously a lot of it has to do with if you put Paul Rudd in a movie, people are going to enjoy it, but I, I don't have any problem with the direction Reed's taken either of those films. Yeah, I mean, Peyton might not be sort of an outdoor director that people want, to um, like an MCU film, but he fucking gets the job done. He's not A-list. He's not like as famous as John Favreau or the Russo brothers, but he he does exactly what Ant Man needs from him. And you know, he came in at, at the time where that Man film was in total shambles. When when Edgar Wright left, he was the guy who fucking stood up and did did the most what he could with with that movie. And Ant Man the Wasp is super super fun. It's one of those movies where, like, the first Ant-Man film, you can watch as a background while you're doing something else, and you're going to fucking laugh. You're checking shit out. And it's, it's such a fun movie to watch. And I, I credit yeah. that to, to Peyton Reed. And, and I really, you know, like, if you think about individual scenes that are, that are well shot and well done, when I think about, like, uh, like the wasp walking into the restaurant where she sits down with Sonny Birch, you know, and, and the oh, conversation yeah. that they have, like that's a that's a great conversation. Walton Walton does a great job in that role. Um, Evangeline Lilly does a great job in that in that scene. And then when they grow through that action scene um, in the restaurant and back into the kitchen and everything, that's a really well done scene. And especially when you when you see Ghost kind of jump in and you figure out what her fucking power set is like in in the MCU and what she's doing to Hank in the van, that's good stuff. Like there's that's that's not. Like that's D list shit. That's really good stuff. All right, guys, that does it for this week. This was uh, this was refreshing to have news to talk about both Marvel and Star Wars. We look forward to hopefully continuing on this a little bit of an upward trend. Um, obviously, things things aren't ready to get back into production yet, but it seems like uh, the people at at least at Disney, uh, because we're talking MCU and Star Wars, have um have things have the gears in motion again and have been having some conversations so um felt good i think to to have some stuff to talk about for a change uh so that so that does it for us um this is charles murphy you can find me on twitter at underscore charles murphy you can find me on twitter at cfs william weather we'll talk to you guys again soon Bye.